Napa know-how. There are lots of amazing cars on the road, but perhaps none more amazing than the paid-off car. It may not be pretty, but the price is right. Heck, if you keep that thing running, it'll actually start paying you. Because with Napa Rewards, for every $100 you spend, you'll get $5 off. So keep your car running longer, stronger with Napa Rewards, and watch the savings start rolling in. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast for the Carolina Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And welcome to the Monday edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast following a crucial loss for the Carolina Panthers. 35-32, they fall to the Oakland Raiders. Hard-fought comeback falls short after the Panthers battle back from 17 points down, take an eight-point lead, but then end up losing by three. Common theme this season. Another three-point loss for the Panthers. They have lost five games by three points or less this season, as opposed to last season when they were 7-1 and one in those games. And, folks, that's the difference in the year. And, you know, that's the fine line between winning and losing in the NFL, and it is also why there is so much parity in the NFL. These games are won and lost by, by field goals. And, uh... Sometimes the luck is on your side, sometimes it's not. Sometimes you make your own luck, and sometimes uh, things just don't go your way. And right now, nothing seems to be going the Carolina Panthers' way. Plays that are usually made are not being made. But let's get into breaking down this uh, loss, which um, I sort of view as a season-ending loss because I do not see how the Panthers bounce back and make the playoffs from from this point. Uh, sure, a few years ago they made it at 3-8-1, and one. Uh, bounced back and won the division, uh, going seven, eight, and one. But um, uh, it, it, it right now where they're at at four and seven, and given the the difference in the teams ahead of those ahead of them, it, it's going to be nearly impossible. Uh, mathematically, they may be still alive, but um, realistically, they're not going to be because in the division, the Falcons are seven and four. The Bucks are six and five. The Saints are five and six, and now the Panthers in last place at four and seven. Three teams ahead of them. Uh, almost impossible for for them to make up ground with five games remaining to make up those three games on the uh, Falcons and also the two games on the the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then you look at the wild card race, and it's it's uh, uh, just as uh, seemingly daunting because. The, among the wild card contenders, the Giants are eight and three, and uh, the Washington Redskins are six, four, and one. The Minnesota Vikings are six and five. The Bucks are six and five. Um, the Packers right now are four and six before they play, and uh, also the Arizona Cardinals four, six, and one. So all those teams have better records than the Panthers, who are four and seven. So. It, it it it's going to take a, a a pretty much a miracle for them to make the uh, the postseason, and I think you know we all know that the season realistically is over, and so the Panthers will join a host of former Super Bowl losers who come back the following season and don't even make the playoffs. Disappointing season, no doubt about it. And let's uh, let's get into this thirty five thirty two loss. Where do you begin? Where do you begin? Obviously, the Panthers are very banged up injury-wise coming into the game. Uh, they did not have Pro Bowl center uh, 
Uh, Ryan Khalil, they did not have three-time All-Pro. Luke Keekley at linebacker. And, of course, were without their top pass rusher in Mario Addison. And all those things certainly hurt the Panthers in one way or the other. The offense in the first half was abysmal. Uh, there's no other word to put it. They, they, they were abysmal, uh, abysmal and embarrassing. Uh, Cam Newton finishes the first half, had uh, 18 yards passing. Quarterback rating of 1.7. Yeah, initially it was a 4.9. They came back and added insult to injury and made it a 1.7 quarterback rating for Cam Newton. You almost got to try to be that bad. And the Panthers were that bad in the first half. I did have one touchdown drive uh, that's set up by a, a Jonathan Stewart run. But um, outside of that, horrible. And it ends, the first half ends, basically, with a pick six by Cam Newton on that spin screen pass, which, if you ask me, almost never works. Uh, and it's just a play that should be taken out of that playbook because it just seems like it never works and it's just more trouble than it's worth. Um, the spin screen pass results in a pick six for uh, Khalil Mack, and, and, and from there it's, it's, it's downhill. It, well, it looks to be downhill because all of a sudden, you know, it's 24-7, to 7 and it looks like the Panthers are just going to go quietly into the night. But fate intervenes, and Derek, uh, Derek Carr injures his pinky finger, taking a snap, fumbles the ball, starts second half. Thomas Davis... The one guy who just uh, never ceases to fight, never stops fighting for this team. He gets the fumble recovery. The Panthers drive down and score. They all of a sudden they got life, and then a um, you know uh, Cam Newton all of a sudden comes alive. He has the touchdown pass to Ted again. Has a long touchdown pass to Kelvin Benjamin. The Panthers all of a sudden are up eight out of nowhere. They come back from seventeen down. And are up eight points. And then the bottom falls out again. Just when you're feeling good about the Panthers. Kind of like this whole season really. Just when you're feeling good about the Panthers. You know. Look what happens. Not only do the Raiders move down. All of a sudden Derek Carr looking like the MVP candidate again. Not only do they move down the field with ease. But um, Carr throws a 12 yard touchdown pass. And. Then the subsequent two-point conversion is good. Ties the game at 32. And then the Panthers again have a chance to win it. Have a chance to make a play. Uh, Newton with a couple completions. And then completes one to Kelvin Benjamin, who doesn't know where the chains are. And gets out of bounds a yard before the first down marker. Uh, Didn't run this route deep enough. And therefore the Panthers decide to punt, which I thought was a really... Poor decision. I thought at that point in the game, fourth and one, you got to trust your offense, which has played well the whole second half, and you go for it on fourth down. You keep the ball in Cam Newton's hands, and you go for it. You are four and six. What do you got to lose? I thought it was a horrible decision to punt that football away. I said it at the time. I said the Raiders are just too good on offense. They're going to score. They punt the ball away. Did not like that decision at all. And sure enough, you know, Derek Carr leads him down into field goal range. Janikowski puts him ahead with a 23-yard field goal. Uh, it, it's just um, just a disappointing 
disappointing outcome for the uh, for the Carolina Panthers. And you know the season ends basically, fittingly enough, on a, a sack. You know, Mac gets to Newton, sacks him on a fourth and ten. This is after Greg Olson drops a uh, potential first down catch. Olson had also dropped a two point conversion. Listen, I'm not going to throw stones at Greg Olson. Um, the guy's had a terrific season, and he's he's an incredible competitor. That one catch over the middle on third down, you know, it would have been dynamic catch. It would have been an outstanding catch by the tight end. Instead, it gets away from his fingers. It's just kind of the way the season's gone, you know. It's just one thing after another. It's just the way the season's gone. And Olsen can't bring it in, you know. The next play, sack. And... uh it's 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 discouraging. It's a discouraging loss because nothing has seemed to go this team's way in terms of breaks, and uh, they've not made their own breaks either. They've not made their own breaks, and uh, sometimes you got to make your own breaks, and they haven't. So Cam Newton, you know, was pressured all day long. The offensive line was abysmal, and and everybody's wondering. Why hasn't this team invested more money in the offensive line? And I, and I agree, it, it's got to happen. You've got to find a tackle, especially now with Michael Orr's uh, future uncertain. You got to find a left tackle. I think you got to find a right tackle, and you got to find a center because I think Ryan Khalil's days are limited in the NFL. He has gotten up there in years, and 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 he's starting to think towards that retirement as well. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if this is his last year. Uh, with the injuries and the shoulder injury. Could be wrong on that, but it just wouldn't shock me if he retires. But um, the Panthers got to make some moves on the offensive line. They've got to do something to protect Cam Newton. They've got to invest in a left tackle. They need to invest in a right tackle. They have to put men around him that can protect him. The protection has been terrible this season. All season long, it has been terrible. And it's not going to get better. Not going to get better. You've got to protect your franchise quarterback. He was sacked twice yesterday. And uh, one forced fumble the end of the game. It just, uh, but the pressure, the pressure is he's not allowed to do anything in the pocket. And here's the other problem I have. And the announcers alluded to this in the uh, on television. Why is it that the Panthers are running routes down the field, so far down the field, when they can't protect the quarterback? Makes no sense to me. Where are the short slant routes to Kelvin Benjamin, players like that? Where are the seven-yard routes, the quick outs? They did it in the game previously this season. It worked dynamite. But everything is downfield. It's like chunk play heaven. They want the chunk plays. They're not willing to work for the short stuff. Normal screen passes. Normal uh, smoke routes where you throw it over to the wide receiver. The Falcons used it effectively for two touchdowns on Sunday. But none of these things are, are, are being run by the Panthers. Instead, the routes are so far downfield that the offensive line, which is not a good offensive line, can't protect anyway. 
and you're getting sacks. You're getting pressures. Newton can't get away, and he's taking the sacks. Or, even worse, instead of taking a sack where he's getting frustrated by being pressured all the time, he's throwing stuff up. Throwing stuff up for grabs. You saw it last week. Nothing that resulted in that type of play this week, but it's it, it's so hard when you're on the run all the time to just throw it away. And he was on the run the whole time. So I think the routes need to be shorter. The playbook needs to be changed. And the Panthers need to find ways uh, to get the ball to the receivers quicker and, and take the pressure off Cam Newton. Kelvin Benjamin basically had a hissy fit on the sideline yesterday when he was taken out of the game on a uh, after what he allegedly uh, lined up wrong. That was... That was an issue. Benjamin does come back and catch a long touchdown pass. But he was not happy. He was not happy with the coaching staff at all. Not happy. And he let him know. Threw his helmet. Had some words on the sidelines for coaches. This is what happens, though, when you're 4-7. and seven. This is what happens. You can't control the emotions. Things are boiling over, and people are getting upset, and rightfully so. Been a frustrating year. No excuses, but it's just been a frustrating year. Defensively, you know, Charles Johnson, I thought, played a really good game yesterday, probably his best game of the season. Got to the quarterback, uh, had a sack, and, and was in the backfield a good portion of the afternoon against the Raiders. But, uh, you know, Coney Illy did his disappearing act. Two tackles, no sacks. Um, and uh, without Mario Addison, the Panthers really not able to apply any pressure outside of, you know, Charles Johnson got one sack and A.J. Klein got a sack and also forced a fumble. But Klein, who was filling in for Luke Keekley, who was out with a concussion, he was on the sideline, by the way, Keekley trying to help the coaching staff. Uh, Klein gets beat for a couple passes down the middle, including a third and nine pass completion uh, to Michael Crabtree that results in a big gain for the 49er or for the Raiders and uh, ends up setting up the game-winning field goal. So huge, huge play there. Don't know where the safety help was. Looked like Tra- uh, Trey Boston was late getting over there. Seems like there should be some kind of safety help there. Didn't see any. But offensive, uh, I mean, offensive coordinators, good offensive coordinators are going to take advantage of matchups. And if you got Michael Crabtree against A.J. Klein, I think any coordinator would take that every day of the week. That was not a good matchup for the Panthers. And that hurt him at a crucial point in the game. Thought Daryl Worley, the cornerback, played very well. Ended up with uh, 10 tackles. Um, Kurt Coleman had eight in the secondary. So the, the the Panthers did some good things there. Did some good things in the secondary. At times. The first half was awful. First half, Raiders were running wide open. For a while, they shut him down there. But... This young secondary is just uh, 
is still coming into its own and they're going to make mistakes. And so much of this, folks, I put on the, the general manager for not addressing the needs of this football team correctly this offseason. The offensive line was not addressed, needed to be addressed, especially you saw the weaknesses in the Super Bowl. You saw them. You looked at the Super Bowl and said, oh, my goodness. But he ignored it. Dave Gettleman ignored it and let everything go. Status quo. Defensive end, they lose Jared Allen. They bring in nobody, nobody, nobody knew. They think Coney can handle that job, and he hasn't. He had a couple games with a sack, and that was it. But he's disappeared again. So they brought in no pass rusher. And then the secondary, the decision to let Josh Norman go and not pay him the franchise tag money was just enormous at the beginning of the season. You don't see it as much now. The you got the new guys have, have gotten in there to play and have and have, are starting to play well, James Bradbury, Daryl Worley. But that decision cost the team probably four or five games at the beginning of the season. The decision to let Josh Norman go. Still, we look at it, and you take a step back, and I think some of this is is on the quarterback's shoulders because Cam Newton has not had a good year. He came into this game with 11 touchdown passes, 7 interceptions, well below his numbers for last year. He makes poor decisions, and he's not throwing the ball accurately. He's throwing off his back foot. Uh, His mechanics are messed up. They're all they're all over the place, and it's almost like he's forgotten the coaching that he's gotten in terms of the mechanics. But the MVP needs help too, because he has spent the year scrambling on the run. Yeah, it, it's like a middle school team that doesn't have anybody who can protect the quarterback, and the quarterback is just forced to just run around and uses athleticism and get rid of the ball when he can. Except these are big NFL guys who are going to hit you and clobber you and make you pay for it every time you start to run. So I don't put it all on Cam Newton's shoulders at all. I don't. I, I just don't. Because he is, he's fought and tried to do what he can. But with this offensive line, there is not much he can do. So you look at the offseason – and we'll get into this more later on in the week, but I, th- I think offensive line, defensive end, um, are, are just two of your top things that you need to address. You're probably going to be all set in the secondary because those guys have, will have had some experience. But offensive defensive line needs some work, and I think you need to probably bring in a wide receiver because Philly Brown, eh, just not doing it. Devin Funches, not floating my boat. So I, I think those are all areas that you need to address, but it starts up front with the offensive defensive line. That's Dave Gettleman's game. But he's just got to realize that they need that help on the offensive line. No doubt about it, they need that help. So if you are uh, uh, listening to the show, this uh, podcast, and interested in advertising on the Lockdown Panthers podcast, 
interesting sponsor in the show, email me at lockdownpanthers at gmail.com. It's that simple. We'll get you set up, started, and uh, we'll talk about your sponsorship. Um, rates are great right now. The um, So please do. Please uh, drop me a note. And anybody, if you got any comments on the show, you want your questions read right on the show, email me at lockedonpanthers at gmail.com. Um, I appreciate you all listening. Our podcast is every Monday through Friday, 20 minutes a day. You can listen to it morning, noon, or night, whenever you want to listen to the Carolina Panthers Lockdown, uh, the Lockdown Panthers podcast for the Lockdown Panthers uh, Lockdown Podcast Network. Easy for me to say. So uh, thank you all for listening. We'll catch up with you again tomorrow as we start to break down Panthers' needs in the offseason next year. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Analyst.